Total victory, total victory, total and complete victory for Donald Trump in Iowa. That was awesome. That was spectacular. And wow, wow. Complete vindication, validation. Everybody, everybody sees it. It's amazing. It's just amazing. So happy for him, happy for the country, and impressed with those people in Iowa uh seeing through all of the nonsense that consumes the media day in, day out, this trial, that trial. How dare he say anything about Joe Biden in the 2020 election? All that stuff. You know what? It's the people's turn. I love it. I love it. Let me see here. 51% of the vote. Remember how many people were running? How many people were on that debate stage? Where are they now? I mean, there were a lot. There was there was Asa Hutchinson. There was Chris Christie. There was uh, who else is no longer on that stage? Hey, Vivek is not in the race anymore. Give him credit for uh, you know the writing on the wall and very bright guy, big future. He's out uh, now. DeSantis and Nikki Haley somehow are going to stay with this. Anyway, forget that. I'll get into the uh, you know the, the horse race. I guess you have to do a little bit of that. But uh, number one, Donald Trump, his night cut one. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together. Uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, it would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. I love it. You know, I always had the sense that he could, that the entire country, yes, even liberals, could could look at Trump, listen to the message, what he stands for, what he's against. I had this vision, actually, of him, that message that I heard June 16, 2015, that it was an American message that people could get behind. What's happening in this culture right now, it's so thoroughly un-American, it's so thoroughly foreign and what the 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 left, the political, the active left is trying to do. They're not running against Trump. They're running against all of us, right? MAGA, right? MAGA Republicans. MAGA, we're bad people. Why? Because we want a border? Why? Because we don't want the drag queens in school? Are you crazy? So even the liberals, and I'm looking at something right now. You know, Trump is in federal court. Is he in federal court right now? Federal court fending off yet another bogus lawsuit. This one from E. Jean Carroll. Yeah, he's actually on his way to the court. He just left Trump Tower, what, six blocks from where I am right now. It's pretty amazing. And uh, I got this. The jury selection is underway for the second phase of the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial. That looney tune. But here's what here's the headline. (laughs) Three prospective jurors in the heart of Manhattan. When they're asking him questions about Trump, they say uh, that they think the criminal justice system has been used unfairly against Trump, unfairly against Trump. Potential jurors in New York City, right, as left-leaning as this place is, can see through this stuff. All right, back to last night, though. How many points again? 51% to 21%. George, you know who got the that kind of number? It wasn't even that kind of number, but until this 
George W. Bush in the year 2000. I think he beat, who was he running against? McCain by like 14, 13 points. And that was a record back then. 30 points. Uh, and Nikki Haley somehow, she's trying to say that this is a two-person race. Nikki, you came in third. You came, <laughs> what, what, what about this Antis? Uh, cut two. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. Well, uh, Vivek quit the race. I like him a lot. I think he's uh, got a big future. But uh, Vivek, at the same time, uh, right about the same time, a little bit before. Cut three, please. Cut three. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America First candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. Well, that is a classy move. I like him a lot. He thought he was going to do better last night. I thought he was going to do a lot better, too, actually. I thought he was going to shock the world, as they say. But what did he get? Like 7% of the vote. And uh, so that's it for him, Uh, at least for now. There are three things he's got to do if he ever wants to be president, and I think he can be. Number one, he's got to buy a ball team. He's got to buy the Jets. He's got to buy, I don't know, the Cleveland Browns something. Because he, he needs a, a quick headline. Okay, Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, yeah, he's the guy who owns uh, the Giants. Yeah, I know that guy. Oh, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's that smart guy. He's rich because mm, nobody knows. Nobody really can articulate why that guy has as much money as he does. And uh, not even Vivek can uh, really adequately describe what the hell he did to get the money. The other thing he's got to do, he's got to run for, I don't know, governor, senator. He's got to, he's got to get some people to vote for him for a smaller office. And, um, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And then it's, uh, then it's all his, it's all his could be, could be, uh, do you know who Doug Burgum is? Doug Burgum, uh, quit the race, Doug Burgum quit the race. And, uh, he was the governor of North Dakota. Trump had nice things to say about him. Uh, he's gone. And you never know. He said, maybe Doug Burgum could be in my cabinet, could be in Washington. That would be nice. Next, what is it? Tuesday is New Hampshire. How about this Nikki Haley? Again, she came in. Let me look at this. She came in third place. And the conventional wisdom is there are three tickets out of Iowa, two tickets out of New Hampshire, right? You got 10 candidates running in Iowa, first, second, and third. They move on to New Hampshire. Everybody else has to drop out. And that's the way it's typically been. I want to go back to 1988. It's a pretty wild year, 1988. I think um, Pat Robertson won. Dole came in second. George H.W. Bush came in third place. Wow. I got beat by two guys, but he was in the top three. And then he gets to New Hampshire, and he actually wins New Hampshire, and then South Carolina, then Super Tuesday, and very few people can compete on that uh, on that level. Let's see here. Nikki Haley. I don't like her. I just don't like her. She wants it too much. And I sense that she wants it for herself, not for us, but for her and uh, whoever's funding her. Cut five. When you look at how we're doing in New Hampshire, in South Carolina and beyond. 
Shut up. Stop. I can safely say tonight Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. All right. Well, those two people, I guess, would be DeSantis and Trump. Nikki came in third place. And, you know, the way how backwards it all is in politics. Well, Ron DeSantis spent more time on the ground and his um, the money spent in Iowa and he should have done better. And therefore, Nikki Haley's third place finish is actually like a second place finish. Only political gobbledygook is going to um, propel her campaign sooner or later. It will. It already has. I mean, look at this combined. You add up all the DeSantis votes, all the Nikki Haley votes together. They're 10 points short of Donald Trump. So I don't see it happening. Who else did he mention in his speech last night? Oh, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake was there. You know who she is, right? The former news anchor for Fox. And she, quote unquote, lost the gubernatorial campaign in Arizona. I have my concerns about the fairness of the election. It's okay. It's still legal. All right. You you can do that. She's running for the U.S. Senate now. But could Trump pick her as a VP? I don't think so. Not because she's not good, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. But anyway, she's a superstar. 